This is Kurt. And this is Tracy. And this is the MFG Cast. Everybody, welcome to another board game edition. Oh, you got it. I did it because I wanted to beat you to that instead of saying board games <laughs> edition, even though it kind of is, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It depends upon your vernacular, I think. Oh, that was a big word. Oh, yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. I, I wasn't like commending you for uh, it. You did, and I will take that. <laughs> thank you very much. Uh, welcome to this sassy episode. <laughs> And in this episode, we're going to be reviewing Cartaventura. What? Adventure Awaits. Can you say that again without a word voice? No. So they can understand what you're saying. We're playing Cartaventura. Oh, stop. stop. <laughs> <laughs> we're playing Cartaventura Adventure Awaits Lhasa by Cosmos Games. We're going to be reviewing it today. Yes, thanks to Cosmos for always having our back and providing us with copies of games yes. to not only review, but potentially promote. That's right. But before we get to that, let's talk about what we've been playing recently. Well, I'll be darned. Yeah. Would you like to go first? Well, I'm not going to really get into... I can. I'm not going to get into, like... Real, any detail. Well, no one asked you to. You could do whatever you like. It's our podcast. Hey, I do what I want. We bought a couple of games on a miniature market. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember all of them. I think we got three. Yeah, we got Lucky Numbers. We got Super Mega Lucky Box. And then I got an expansion for Railroad Inc., it is the arcade edition. Okay. That was the only one I needed you to talk about. Was that one? <laughs> so, anyway, now that there was a spoiler in there, I played the solo versions of both Lucky Numbers, which I have played that one on... Did I play that one on Tabletopia? Have I played that on Board Game Arena too? I think we played it on Board Game Arena. Okay. Because you had kind of found it and we're like, like, oh, this is kind of fun. So we played it on So I made Kurt play that one with me um, electronically, but we ended up buying the physical copy of Lucky Numbers. He has not played that one with me yet. Gosh darn it. It's very hard. Just going to say that. The, the solo version. Solo version? Okay. It was, I thought, but yeah. maybe I just picked a couple puzzles. They have like a whole series of puzzles on the back of it that you play them solo. But so like is, I said, it, what? I'm sorry for interrupting. So does that mean that it's different than when you play it multiplayer? Yeah. Oh, cool. 
Yeah, it is, I believe, if I remember how to play it multiplayer, yes. However, we haven't played the multiplayer for a while, but... I did. I played with Mike. You did? I did. What did he think of it? He liked it, and so did I. Nice. Good. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to have to play that. But the solo version of it, it was a nice, easy-to-punch-out type of game and get that all set up to play. I just didn't do very well. But I'm not going to go into detail on how to play it. Okay. I don't know why. <laughs> I think I, I think will. because I don't I feel very confident in um, anything right now. So I'm not going to. Which is okay. Okay, cool. Or you'll listen to me struggle. <laughs> um, the other one I played solo was Super Mega Lucky Box, right? Yep. That one is like very wordy. I, it is. And it's funny because I didn't even realize we got two lucky games at the same time. Yeah, I was lucky on that one. Ah, lucky. Mm-hmm, but not on lucky numbers. Lucky. So that one is a fairly easy game to learn also, um, solo-wise. I have not had a chance to teach it to Kurt yet, so we can play it together. But I'd like to. But that's kind of like a flipping rate. Oh, cool. I would describe it as kind of a flipping right. Yeah. Um, with dry erase boards and things like that. Mm-hmm. And having choices on what numbers you're going to cross off on your boards to collect um, certain rewards when you cross off three down or three across or three horizontally or three vertically that type of thing, but you're playing multiple boards at the same time. Oh. So that's why where I think the super mega lucky yeah. Yeah. thing comes into play because it's a three by three grid, I think, on each of them. Gotcha. But they're numbers that you flip. It almost and seems like bingo, but with like it multiple is, pages. It is kind of bingo, but it's like tiny boxes of bingo. Gotcha. So I'll have to teach you that. Because cool. I think that'll be, it's, I mean, it's definitely different, but it's nice because it's, you know, the dry, the whole dry erase yeah. factor, of it, which is nice because you're not using all of that paper where you have potential to run out. And all I've heard is really good things about it. So I'm excited to get, get it to the table myself. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting. Um, oh, and just as a side little note, there's like other pieces in the game that help you to manipulate numbers as you flip them um, on cards. So if you don't like that number, but you want to cross off like a six, you can use these lightning bolts to um, that you've acquired to like change the, the numbers. But you can go past a one and like go back. You know what I mean? So you can go below a one and mm-hmm. go backwards. Because I think it goes up to a... I don't know, nine maybe or something like that. Again, forgive me because I haven't played this for a bit, but you can go, some games you can't go backwards. Mm -hmm. So if you would have flipped a one, typically in a game you can go forward. So like two, three, four, whatever. This one you can go the other way, which is cool. And then there's other ones where you collect, I think just miscellaneous points at the end of the game or something like that. Gotcha. So... Um, I can't think of any other games that I've played lately. I am just sticking around and just busy trying to prep for 
other things. Okay, gotcha. So, um, what have you been playing? Uh, I mean, me- I know what you've been playing, but yeah. why don't you tell everybody else what you've been <laughs> yeah, playing? Yeah, we should. Me and old podcast partner Mike, I think I referenced this last board game episode we had. Uh, we've been trying to get some uh, heavier games to the table. We finished our Ark Nova game, and I have to say I really enjoy that game. I feel like that's a game you could play like eh, 52 times and still not play the same game because with all the different cards and all the different ways you can play and stuff like that. That was quite a specific number. That'd be like playing it once a week. Yes. And I really do I feel like that because there's just so much to that game that I think it would take a long time for you to kind of scratch the surface on how many things you could do in this game. And with them having so many cards, like, that is just, it's just one of those things where it just, it would take you a bit to kind of get to some of those other ones. Uh, another th- game that we've been playing that's been taking us, uh, since we play weekly, it takes us a couple of weeks to play. Because, you know, with only having a couple hours to play and learning a game and stuff like that, sometimes it you, you have to kind of go to the next week to play. So we've been playing Great Western Trail. Is it Great Western Trail, or is it The Great Western Trail? I think it's just Great Western Trail. I don't know. I was Trail. just curious. I yeah. didn't think you were wrong. I just, yeah. all of a sudden I thought about it. I was like, is it is it The, or is it just Great? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, that that's another one that's... Is it Great? It is Great. Okay. I do like it a lot. I feel like uh, this is another one where you'd have to play it multiple times to... You know, get a sense of like different strategies and how to do certain things because there's a lot of different ways you can. It's like a you're gathering cattle and, from different cities and then you're dropping them off, and then there's other things that you can do too. You can grab like certain helpers that you can help in during the game that can help boost things, like get you more cows or get you to move your train because there's like a little train track too, and you move. The train along and then that's where depending where your train is you can deliver in the city that it's by or before that and there's like other different things that you know make you have to do like you have to spend more on a certain thing if you're here and less if you're on a certain thing there there's just a lot of different pieces to this game and this one takes up a huge table presence oh, too yeah like we have a nice big table but i feel like we need like twice the table size. Shush. Because like when you it like the board itself is already huge, but then you've got like your certain cards you have, and you've got your board that you work with. Like our our table, it works fine, but still, it's like there's just a lot there. Well, can you imagine then if you had mo- more than just the two of you playing it? Oh yeah, I couldn't even imagine. That's you'd have you'd each need your own tables. Yeah, it's almost like you'd need like oh. you know how they have those long white tables for like sometimes you have them at like like if somebody has like a thrift sale or something like that if you had like two of those tables put together oh yeah yeah you know i feel like that is something you would need like they do that at a board game store sometimes yeah yeah Mm -hmm. exactly i think you'd need that for like three to four players Jeez. yeah it's crazy and i and i like the 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 freedom of some of the some of that game too because they have this track that you go along when you're going from, you know, your start to Kansas I think it's Kansas City where you end, and uh, for each round. And depending upon which buildings are there, you can take certain paths. And you have 
up to three moves, but then you can in eventually, if you upgrade your board, you can do four and five moves. And there's just just different ways to do different things in that game. And it's it's one of those that I always heard a lot of good stuff about, but the the subject matter, like you know, just kind of like oh, you're uh, you're, sh- you're taking these cows and you're trying to find a, a place to get them and stuff like that. It's got that cowboy theme to it. I'm just not really into cowboy stuff. I think that has to do with my dad watching old westerns all the time, and I couldn't stand it. So. The theme wasn't really something I was into, but I had heard a lot about this game, so I really wanted to play it. So it was just, it was nice to get it to the table. So yeah. Nice. We got a couple of great games in there. Just quickly, we did play Lucky Numbers. Me and Mike also played that too. Uh, I think after the our game of Ark Nova shaped up a little quick, or ended a little quicker, and... Uh, I wasn't really sure about that game when we first played it a couple of times, but playing the physical copy for some reason, it it was a lot more fun. I don't know why. I don't know why. But it was... Well, I think sometimes when you have the copy in front of you and you have full control over it versus if you want that quick game, not that this is a really involved game by any means, but... If you want that quick game where they do the work for you to, you know, clean up and move stuff around, then I think that makes a difference, too. Yeah, for sure. Because some people don't want that. Like, I'm trying to think of what game I prefer them to do some of that work electronically. And I can't I can't think of it. Yeah, for sure. And like this game, I'll just I'll talk about really, really quick for the people that don't know. What you're doing is you've got this, I think it's a 4x4 four four grid, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. Or is it more than that? Maybe it's a 5x5? Five five? Anyway, it doesn't matter. People can look it up if they really want to know. But um, what And then they'll realize we're, we might be lying. Well, yeah, it's fine. I don't care. Anyway, so you've got these numbers, and what you're doing is you either play a number on your board, or you replace it with a face-up one if it's face-up in the center of the table. So I would just, I've just been alerted that it's a four by four grid. And when you start off the game, it's got a diagonal line where you pick randomly four numbers and you put them from the lowest to the highest kind of in that angle. And then what you do is you take either take one from the center that's face down and put it on your board, or you take uh, switch one that's on your board face up with another face up one that's in the center of the table. But there's special rules. What you're supposed to do is you're supposed to actually make the, your board ascending order starting from the left and or for each row going from left to right, but also each column going up and then down. So it creates a lot of strategy where it's like, okay, well, you know, if I have nine spot in the like second row, you know, second spot or whatever, it's like, okay, well, I've got five numbers that could go below that you know, going each way or whatever. And, you know, it's just that weird jockeying of like, okay, you know, am I going to be able to pull out the right number there? So you got to get lucky, (laughs) lucky numbers. And then there's also the thing of the strategy of like, okay, now I know that this person pulled out a 20. So like, okay, maybe this other 20 is not going to be here for a little bit. So maybe I need to pull out another number. And um, each player throws their own numbers in the middle from 1 to 20 so you have 
essentially 40 numbers in there, but you have duplicates of each number. So yeah, it's a it's an interesting thing. It's a lot more strategic than you would think. So it was nice to kind of get that to the table. It's quick and easy. So anyway, no regrets. No, not at all. All right, so let's get to the topic at hand. While we're all here, no, maybe just while we're here, and you're listening because you like us, and we uh, we appreciate that. Do they like us? Well, obviously. Otherwise, why would you even listen? I wouldn't even bother. Okay. Well, that was depressing all right let's move on (laughs) (laughs) all right so we are talking about carta ventura adventure awaits this one is called lhasa it's so funny when you say that because i feel like you're saying it wrong yeah i know and i'm sure that actually means something i just didn't Uh, um probably if you break it down it probably is like cartography adventures or something like that yeah yeah so, but I feel like you should be saying the word card. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Sorry. for sure. So this one is following an actual person's life. Uh, you are following the life of Alexandra David Neal, who is a real person in the 20th century, who spent 25, of her, uh, 25 years of her life in Asia, becoming the first European woman to go to the forbidden city of Lhasa in Tibet. And it's one of those things where uh, she went on a trip at 43 thinking that it would only take her 18 months to get there. And it took her 14 years to get there. So she had to go so through. So did she just spend 25 years then over there? Because you talked about 25 years. Well, it says she's she spent 25 years in Asia. Okay. But that doesn't mean that it's but it spent her, all just that it one spent time. Her, it took her 14 years. No. What? 14 years. To get there? To get to Lhasa. Holy yeah. moly. Yeah, yeah. It took us 14 years to get to Lhasa. <laughs> Just kidding. No one knows how the game is played. Yeah. So why don't you tell everybody how this game is played? <laughs> Speaking that, of that was really not fair. <laughs> I roped you in. Wow. Threw you under the bus. I can, I can talk about well, it. Well, no, like. I just I was just grabbing the box so I could read the details. But I have old eyes, so I had to push my glasses up for mm. those of you who can't see me. Yeah. So this game, I'm just going to call it Lhasa because is that how we pronounce it? I I would assume so, but I could be very wrong. We're totally... How about this? How about you give them the deets and Okay, I'm going to give you the deets. So this game plays one to six players, ages 12 and up, and the play... The play... The playtime is 60 minutes, give or take. So if you're like us and we played it, yeah, four, five, six, I don't know, whatever times, it ranged from 20 to minutes to an hour, something like that. So really, it's like the tiniest box. All right, here we go. Here's the pronunciation. Lhasa. We did good work. We did good. Okay. Well, now that everybody knows, according to Kurt's phone. Lhasa is a game by Thomas DuPont, Arnaud Latagnos. Latagnos? Yeah. It's probably French and we're probably butchering it. Sorry, Arnaud. Illustrated by... Guillaume Bernan and Jean Landart. We hope we got those right. We probably butchered the heck out of them, but you know. It happened. Sorry. (laughs) 
The game is a small box game. So I didn't know what to expect, I guess, when we said, hey, we'll review this game. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's like fit in a pocket of a backpack kind of game. It may not necessarily be one that you can play anywhere. Well, you kind of could. Yeah, I would say you could I play it. I, I say you could play it anywhere. Yeah, it, but it spreads out depending on yeah. your play. But the card, there there are cards. I don't know how many cards. Um, probably 80 cards in there. And they have a bunch of different actions on them, stories on them. You start with money. So I think you start with, what, two coins? Correct. And um, you're basically on an adventure. So you're, are we British? We are French. We are French. Okay. There's, in the story, there's Brit, we're encountering British, German, I couldn't remember where we were from. We're from America, but. Um, So basically, um, you're, it's kind of a choose your own adventure type of thing, I would say. That's how I would define it. And each of the cards, um, you place them out and you determine on the bottom there's some actions that you can take. And so basically your goal is to make it to Lhasa or to make it safely. Yeah. Somewhere. That's kind of that's kind of what you want to do. You kind of want to make it to Lhasa to find uh, Alexandra David Neal. But there's also other ways to get to other spots to kind of yeah. end your journey. Yep. Where you're making it somewhere safe. And you only start your journey with two coins. So basically you're placing um, cards out to start and then you're determining what you want to do. Whether the card is saying, hey, you want to travel this road but you have to pay one of your coins and then it tells you whether you flip a card, place other cards out. And so you kind of place this, this is where I think it's called a Carta Adventure or whatever it is. Yeah, Carta Adventure. Because it's kind of like cartography, like a map. So it has you place other cards and you have to keep all the cards that they give you in order um, by number and the symbols on the top. So as you're flipping them, the numbers on the top left of the card actually change to a black on the the back side so that you know that you flipped them. But you won't ever like cheat to look at them because those are other actions that you can take. Yeah. So so something like one of the things that you kind of are skirting around but you kind of I guess left out. I don't know is, you know, like you said, with doing the cartography, like the first thing you'll probably do as far as like before getting coin or after you get, after you're getting your coins is you're actually putting out a piece of the map. And oh, the, yeah. I think I in my head, I just mm-hmm. assumed that yeah. we were doing it. Yeah. That was my bad. Yeah. So you put out the map and then it's got other numbers that have uh, card numbers on it. And then you're putting the choices around that map and then you're making the choices and then expanding the map as you go. Yep, and sometimes parts of the, um, I'm going to use air quotes that you can't see, parts of the map disappear. Parts of the map can flip over, but you can never get below zero coins or... You fail. You fail, yeah. Yeah. 
And but you go through, you talk to different people, you take different actions. It provides you with different cards. You have to discard certain cards. We don't want to go into like a ton of detail because there's different paths. And I think mm-hmm. that at the end of the game, there's like six or seven different. I think there's. I think it's five total. Okay. See, I want six or seven. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Five. <laughs> we've we've made it through twice. And like I said, I think we've played this six or seven times. Maybe that's where I got the six or seven from. Because there's been a few times where we failed. Yeah, we have failed. We've had like nightmares um, where we failed. We've run out of money, different things. So you have to take different actions. You may run into the same types of, you may encounter the same types of things. And you may, we've run into it where we remembered parts of that. So then we tried to veer the other way to see what, different type of encounter we might have or mm-hmm. different people we could talk to, different paths we could take, what would happen. Yeah. And then there's like a tracker at the very end if you do make it somewhere safe or if you make it to Lhasa and you track what card number so you know if you've um, made it to various ones. Because, of course, if you're not playing this game like back to back, then you may not remember, hey, I finished this on X card, and then the next time I finished it on this other card. Yeah, for sure. And it's funny, too, because the couple of, or the, the times that we've played it, like, I, I kept thinking to myself, like, are we, is there ever an option where you get to meet Alexandra? It says on the thing that there is only one way to see her. <laughs> and, and we did it we this did. last time that we played. Didn't we, we? No, we only got to Lhasa. We didn't see we her. We didn't meet her. <laughs> see, I was just so excited we made it to Lhasa. And then the first time we just made it safe somewhere. Yeah, so yeah. we haven't met her yet. No. See, I just make stuff up. So, see, I should not be allowed so yeah. to talk about this. So we're kind of skirting around it a little bit because we don't really want to go into detail about like, hey, we met this person and we chose this route or hey, we chose this route because we knew or whatever because we don't want to ruin the gameplay. Yeah, for sure. But I would imagine, and I didn't look at it, but the gameplay would be really the same for one player or solo play versus multiple people playing. Yeah, so basically you're just... Yep. The more players you have, it it's you just go around the table and everybody yeah. kind of gets to choose what they're doing yeah. and reading. And well, stuff. and I think we went kind of went back and forth when we initially played it, and then we we were very collaborative going forward as we played and said, okay, what do we want our next move to be? And then we went back and forth on reading the cards. And the cool part about it is on the cards, there was story. Mm-hmm. There is more story. So if you're like a story driven person who wants more of that like background of, you know, potential of who she may have encountered because this is about a real person, then this this will be for you too. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So now that we've kind of talked about what the game is and how to play it, what do we think about Card Adventura Adventure Awaits the Lhasa? version basically i'll go first so i feel like this game is a game that is fun if you like story driven games and i think that's probably something that people do when they research it and look at the box and stuff like that 
I don't necessarily, like, if I was, like, giving this to a friend, I don't think I would give it to anybody that wasn't into that, because then it would be something that they probably would just be like, well, this isn't really my whole thing. But that being a thing, I like choose-your-own-adventure stuff. I love storylines. I kind of like the, the background of this. They even give you a little historical background on Alexander David Neal. And if you want to just look that up, you can actually, I'm sure it's online or whatever. Oh my gosh, I'm sure it is. Um, she also has a house that you can go through all the stuff that she did. She was like a, uh, a not a reporter, what was journalist? she? A journalist, yeah. And she got to see a lot of things on her journey to Lhasa and other things. And when she died, she left this house and all the things that she did in that house so people could kind of see what she's been through and all the things that she's done. And her life was pretty extraordinary, and I really respect that. So going into this game, playing that, knowing that is like, wow, this is kind of fun. Like, I know that probably a lot of this is made up, and some of this probably has some hints of historical accuracy. And I just thought it was cool to kind of go on that journey. Um, that being said, I don't know if this is a game I would play a million times. You know, it's got that thing where you can get to those five different endings or whatever. Um, I think playing this, you know, the six or seven times we did, I think I got a lot out of it. And that's great. I might go back to it later, but I don't know if I'm going to go back to it a ton of times. You know, I, I think the one challenge of trying to meet Alexandra David Neal in this would be fun just to see how it all kind of shapes out and what the story is in this game about it. But it's again, it's not, I don't think it's going to be one of those games that I play, you know, a ton of times. It's going to have its value, and then it's going to be something that, you know, I might just re-gift to another friend, or it might be something that I give to a library so somebody else can play it. What do you think about this game? I think you touched on a lot of points. I think it is definitely a game that is set up for someone who is really interested in a choose-your-own-adventure type of game. And if I'm honest, I was a little bit hesitant about it because I'm not a... I like a choose-your-own-adventure, but I'm not a big, like, story-driven game player. Yeah. Like, I'm not, I'm not into doing any sort of role-playing RPG stuff. Um, not that this is RPG, but... You know, those types of things are really story-driven, and I'm not, that's just really not who I am. Yeah. So, but I feel like it was good play. I think I think where it got a little bit tough was the fact that, you know, as we started playing it more often, we'd be like, yeah, I remember this card. Mm-hmm. You know, now what did we do that other time where what what's the opposite of the move that we did before so that we can see what the different result is. Yeah. So I feel like if we're going to play this game again, which I'm sure we will, that we'd have to leave a bigger span of space because like you said, I'd love to meet her in this game too. Yeah. But I feel like we'd have to wait a longer span of time so that we wouldn't not bore ourselves, but be start fresh. Yeah, for sure. Um, with the storyline and things like that. Because 
yeah, there's 80 cards or whatever I my guess was on them, maybe 70 or something like that. But, you know, as you're bebopping around the the map and flipping cards and stuff like that, they go pretty fast. And I feel like we were really encountering a lot of the same cards at the very beginning. Yeah, for sure. And so trying to remember that stuff was the paths to take and where to go was the challenge. So I think I I can't see myself coming back to this game a ton. I could see coming back to it maybe in four months or something like that. Yeah. I don't know why four months. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but I also think it'd be kind of a cool game to, like you said, donate to the library because of its background, cool historical background about her. I think that would be kind of a cool thing for them to have. Something that they don't have, I'm sure. Yeah, for sure. So if this sounds like something that you're interested in, make sure you get it on your platforms where you can get it. If you can get it on Cosmos's website, get it there. If you get it at Miniature Market, get it there. If you can get it at a local game store, we definitely recommend getting it there first. It probably is very inexpensive. I'm going to I'm just looking it up. Yeah, I'm going to assume it's going to be like, 10 to 15 dollars 14.95 yep on to, on their in on their, their website. on Thames and Cosmos store nice also there are other stories available there's Vinland which is following in the footsteps of Eric the Red and Oklahoma help Bass Reeves find his way to freedom according to this it says it's coming soon so i don't know if that is out yet or not but Cheap, easy gameplay. If it's something you like that's adventurous and fun for you, grab a copy of that. Thank you to Cosmos for allowing us to review a copy of this game. And until next time, I'm Kurt. And I'm Tracy. And thanks for listening to the MFG Cast. This podcast is a proud member of the Legends of Tabletop Broadcast Network. For more gaming-related content, please visit www.legendsoftabletop.com.